When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Speakernomics, the podcast about becoming a better speaker and building a better business. I'm your host, Tom Singer, and today I am also the guest on Speakernomics. We are going to hand the keys to the podcast over to Frank Kitchen, who's going to interview me because we are about to celebrate the one-year anniversary of Speakernomics. We launched this show on January 5th, 2021, and we launched it with three episodes in the can. We've also done a bonus episode, so I believe this is like the 55th episode that we've done. We're getting ready to move into next year to bring you more content so that you can grow your business and become a better speaker. So Frank, I'm handing you over the keys for just one episode, just one episode. I'm taking it back next week to Speakernomics. All right. Hey, Tom, thank you for having like one of the biggest Speakernomics groupies as your guest host for the week. One year anniversary, January 5th. So I'm going to follow your format since I'm sitting in your chair right now. I'm going to ask, what are two tips you would like to give to speakers and listeners of Speakernomics? What can you get out of this podcast? Well, if you're going to regularly listen to Speakernomics, I do have two tips for you. Number one, Listen to all the episodes. Don't prejudge who the guest is or what the topic is. And my second tip is follow up with the guests who resonate with you the most. Wow. Great tips. And Tom, when you think about listening to all the episodes, I'll, I'll, I'll admit this. The people who I coach and even the people who I know who are speakers, I tell them this is a podcast you have to listen to. So let's go ahead and talk about that. You know, you, you have to listen to all the episodes. Why do you think they should listen to all the episodes and not just one particular episode? Well, I mean, partially, I'm I'm a little bit biased. I like the show, but but I'm the host, so that that's kind of kind of weird. But even as the host, I don't pick the guests for Speakernomics. That's decided by the National Speakers Association headquarters. And I will tell you, sometimes when I'm told who the guest is going to be. I prejudge that, oh, this isn't going to be that good, or who is that person? I I don't know what they're going to say. Or sometimes when I find out what the topic's going to be, I'm like, who's going to care about that? And I am always blown away and surprised by those episodes I go into just thinking, oh, this one will be fine. Those are always the episodes I walk away going, I had no idea. I learned so much. And coincidentally, Often those are the episodes that I get the most emails about where people say, I learned so much from her or I learned so much from him. So I've decided I don't prejudge anything that comes my way on Speakernomics because every single episode has value for somebody. Got it. So so we, we don't prejudge. And you're saying that NSA provides you with the list of who you're going to interview. But are there any moments during this process where you went fanboy, where you saw the listener like, Oh my God, I'm interviewing this person. 
Oh, it happens all the time. There's so many people who I've interviewed where I'm just like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited to interview that person. Uh, you know, we haven't had a lot of like really kind of celebrity level speakers on the show, although that's one of my goals for next year. So if anybody listening is connected to, you know, Tony Robbins or somebody like that, we would like to get more of sort of the the iconic names onto Speakernomics. But uh, we interviewed Mark Victor Hansen. Uh, I've interviewed a lot of Hall of Fame people from the, the Speaker Hall of Fame. So yeah, I kind of fanboy out. Out. And the second half of the year, when I decided no prejudging who's on the show, I'm now fanboying out on every single guest that we have. Right. Now, now you're fanboying, but I, I see this as a professional development podcast. I mean, NSA, National Speakers Association, is asking you to interview these great speakers. But I'm sure as you're listening to these episodes over again, as you're recording them, there's some tasty nuggets that you're getting that you can apply to your business. So I'm not going to ask you your favorite interviews this year, but what are some of the things that you learned throughout the year that you've applied to your career during the pandemic? So, uh, yeah, you can't ask me to choose my favorite episodes because that would be like making me choose between my children. And those of you who know me know that I won't publicly choose between Jackie and Kate, although Jackie and Kate have their own ideas about who is the favorite. I'm sure every guest has their own idea of who my favorite guests are, but I'll never tell. But, you know, as I really look back at, you know, sort of everything that's gone on, you're right. It is a professional development podcast. Every episode starts with two tips on how to become a better speaker and or make more money. And so in some aspects, Speakernomics has become my own personal university, right? I get to sit at the feet of masters and ask any question I want about the tips that they bring on the topics that they're they're here to share. So I have learned so many things that I've put to work in my own business and I've learned things or heard things that I wish I had heard years ago. So this podcast is designed for speakers at all levels of their career, whether it's an aspiring speaker whether it's someone who's out there and been and been working for several years and really making it happen or somebody who is at the the farther end of their career and they're either super successful or they're getting more towards that retirement stage and when i hear a lot of these tips i think god i wish i had heard that 12 years ago when i had first gotten into the business so yes there's all kinds of information and just to give you some of the things that we talked about I loved it when we had the special bonus episode about the realities of COVID and we had Dr. Romy on and she's a member of the National Speakers Association, but she's also a practicing medical doctor and she consults with a lot of people around health related issues. And so it was really exciting because she came in and really shared the reality of the science behind uh, the, the pandemic, the science behind uh, the vaccines and what we really need to know if we're going to be speakers and getting on airplanes and flying across the country and being in large groups. So I loved that episode because not only did it did it help educate me, but I knew while we were doing it that it was going to be an episode that was super important to everybody. Uh, I also enjoyed when I interviewed Andrew Davis and he talked about sort of the science behind building your business and really having numbers about when are you the busiest and when are you less busy so that you can adjust your fees or your ability to discount to fill your calendar in the appropriate way. And then also the science behind getting spinoff business. I've taken that every time I've spoken since I interviewed Andrew and I've used some of that science, if you will, around how to get more stage side leads or spinoff business. So that one was great. Uh, on the episode that I had with David Stolman, the CEO of Campus Speak, 
I don't speak in the college market and it's a conscious choice that that wasn't a market for me, but it was great because he was so clear on that the college market isn't the JV team. It's it's a, a legitimate lane of speaking and you can't treat it as, well, I have extra time, I'll go into the college market. And I see a lot of people who think, well, I'm young, so therefore I can speak to college students. He was really clear about what that industry is all about if you speak to colleges so even though it's not my lane i absolutely loved just sort of the raw honesty he shared same thing when i had tim Mathy uh from speak inc on the podcast and the, the the episode was titled like how to work with speakers bureaus for some of us we've worked with speakers bureaus for years others find it a great mystery now i've never been one who's worked with a lot of speakers bureaus but tim was really honest and sort of peeled back that onion to show all the different layers so i loved that one too because i was able to with my speaker bureau relationships that i have i was able to take some of that and really consciously think about what i'm doing so i loved all of those and then uh, i loved it when i got the chance to interview i don't know there was five or six of the speakers who were going to be on the main stage at Influence 2021. We had Aaron King, we had Jason and Kim Katecki, uh, Dr. James Smith, Jerry O'Brien. It was so great to find out, to sort of peel back about how they were preparing to take the main stage at Influence and what they were gonna share with our speaker community. So that got me really excited. Uh, so across the board, from, from the beginning until last week's episode with Haley Foster talking about how to get a TEDx stage, uh, every single one, whether I needed that information or it's something I'd already conquered, every single one got me excited about this industry for people at every single level. So that just telling you all this has me fired up for 2022. Yeah. And for me, it's great because I have listened to every episode. So as I said, I, I am the super groupie and I have grown off stage. But as you said, we're going to peel back this onion for our listeners right now. Can you tell them about the I know you've interviewed great people, but tell me about the one interview that you you weren't able to do this year that I know you're really looking forward to and excited about. So, so tell everybody a little bit about, you know, the the interview with the person that you know we all are missing greatly right now. So when we were at Influence, we had a conversation with Jeannie Robertson about being a guest talking about storytelling and, and how she had spent a lifetime collecting different stories that worked into her speeches and her one woman show and just sort of the, the thought of what makes a good story and how you develop a story. And I was so excited. We we talked about it at Influence and then Patrick Henry, who worked with her for her uh, online show that she created during the pandemic uh, from Jeannie's back porch. Uh, I talked to Patrick and and she wanted Patrick to set up the interview with me. And so we set up a time when we were going to do the interview. Patrick and I planned out the technology of what we were going to do. And then, then Jeannie and I had a conversation on a Thursday, maybe it was a Wednesday, about what we were going to do the following Monday in order to have this just sort of epic storytelling episode of Speakernomics. And you talk about earlier about being a fanboy. I was so excited. I mean, who didn't admire and honor Jeannie Robertson? And uh, on that following Saturday, two days before we were going to do the interview, she passed away. And that one really was, uh, it hit me really hard. Not that I was close with her. I mean, I, I knew who she was. I'd met her several times. But just to have interacted with her just a few days before she passed away and hear her excitement to be able to share her love of good stories and humor with this audience, uh, I was really stricken back when that happened. There is an episode where I interviewed Patrick about uh, Jeannie's life and about storytelling and how she collected stories. So you want to go back and listen to that episode with Patrick Henry. Yep. Now, now, once again, this is like the behind the scenes. We're, we're going to be given like, you know, this is almost like the, the truth Hollywood special, you know, speakernomics with Tom Singer. What happens behind the microphone? Be, behind the mic. Yeah. 
There, there, there we go. So, so let's go ahead and give our listeners a little bit more. You're talking about listening to the episodes and we get to listen to the episodes, but what are some of the things that go on behind the scenes that we may not see? I'm like, you know, are, are these questions written out? Is it a conversation? Like, how do you get people to open up? Because we're learning about people on stage, but you also have the ability to op- have people open up about their lives off stage. So Speakernomics isn't the only podcast that I host. I started my own show, which is called Making Waves at Sea Level. I started that seven years ago, and I'm now at about 700 episodes for that show. I also host two other podcasts, one for another association and one for a company. And I'm in the process of working with a bunch of associations. I've got a new product uh, that I'm working on to create event-specific podcasts for uh, associations and companies who do annual events so that they can promote their events. So I think a lot about podcasts and podcast interviews and the art of the interview. And one of my complaints about so many podcasts that many of us listen to is it's eight questions and a lightning round. So if you listen every single week, like you do to Speakernomics, if you listen every single week, after about six or seven weeks, it's kind of the same thing. I mean, how many times can you ask people, What is your life-changing book? Only to hear one in three guests say, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Eventually, the excitement of the podcast starts to wear down to just hear the same questions. Plus, a lot of those guests ask a question, and then the guest gives an answer, and they move on to the next question. It's like, no, wait, they didn't go all the way. I, I, I want more. So I tell everyone who comes on to Speakernomics, uh, a lot of the guests will be like, could you please send me the questions in advance? And I go, that is such a great request. Absolutely not, because there are no questions in advance. And I tell them, you have to prepare two tips for speakers that will help them make more money or be a better speaker that fits into the theme of your of your episode. And beyond that, we really don't know exactly where the interview is going to go. So there is no prep call. There is no here's your eight questions in a lightning round. And uh, when we get on Zoom, because I record all of these on Zoom and we we take the audio for the podcast, when we log on to Zoom, we have a conversation. I ask them what their two tips are. I don't want to know in advance. I don't want those tips two weeks in advance. I want to know right before we record. I treat every episode like it's two friends sitting in a restaurant, eating chips and salsa, having a sandwich, having a beer, a glass of wine, or a non-alcoholic beverage, whatever their favorite choice is. I treat it like we're just sitting across the table from each other having a conversation and I want it to be fresh and I don't want to know what the answers are. I want to be intrigued by what they say and I don't want them to know what the next question is because I want them to have to actually give an honest and heartfelt answer to what we're talking about. So the preparation that goes into the show, I do research the guests. I do spend probably about a half hour or more for every guest to look at their bio, learn about what their business is so that I know if they're a trainer, if they're a keynoter, if they work for large associations and corporations or they do smaller events. I need to know these things so that I can steer that conversation, but I don't want to know everything. So I treat it like that. And I tell them all, it's like we're going to sit here and just have a conversation in a restaurant or a bar and just chat. So that's that's the first part of the preparation is I want it to be fresh. I want it to be uh, uh, unscripted podcast interview that we do. And then the second thing that you, that you probably don't see is the way I do the introductions. One of the things I do with the introductions is, you know, every speaker, many spend a lot of money. Some are just great writers themselves and they craft these beautiful, you know, intros. When we go on stage and we have somebody introducing us, 
We provide them with a paragraph or two where we've used like NLP language so that every single word, you know, creates, you know, a pentameter so that it's right there and they get introduced. And I say, that is so nice. I didn't even open it. And they're like, what do you mean? I crafted this specially for Speakernomics. And I go, no, I'm going to ask you a question. And I tell them, if you and I were sitting in a restaurant having a conversation and my friend joined us who you'd never met. And the three of us have a great time. So much fun. You decide to buy the next round. As you walk across the restaurant to get those drinks, I, my friend turns to me and says, whoever the guest is, in this case, like Frank Kitchen, he's so cool, but I don't know. Tell me what he does. And I ask the guest before we hit record, tell me the answer, how I would answer that question in one or two sentences. And lots of times they're like, well, I, you mean just a casual way? And then they'll give me an answer. And it's just so intriguing as to who they are and what they do. So that's how we do the show. Yeah. Well, then, then let's be unscripted with Tom right now. Tom, tell me, what do you do? <laughs> so I am a professional speaker and master of ceremonies who is also a professional podcast host. And I work with associations and companies to help create community, whether that's at their live event or through the podcast that they develop. My whole goal is to help people create better human relationships and what I call uncommon connections. Awesome. So do you, do you feel it's these uncommon connections that are making us listen to speakernomics over and over again? I, I do keep in my own mind, because it's part of what I teach when I speak, that every single person I interview on this show or any of the other shows I host, I do keep in mind that not everyone will. But those relationships, those connections that are made, because sometimes it's the first time I've ever met that person. That person could grow into a friendship. It could grow into a, a business partnership and it could grow into what I call that uncommon connection because we live in a world where we have likes, links, shares and follows, right? You probably have three, four, five thousand people on LinkedIn. But how often do you think of most of those people? The uncommon ones are the ones where we're in contact all the time. And when we see something, we make that referral and we're connecting those dots. I want to cultivate that. And I never know who I'm going to sit across the microphone from via Zoom in this speakernomics you know, environment that might become someone who becomes that more special, uncommon connection. Got it. So now if I heard this right, I don't want to call them interviews. So did you say that you've had over 700 conversations so with my own podcast, uh, Making Waves at Sea Level, I'm now at about the 700th episode. And between Speakernomics and the other two podcasts that I'm the, I'm the host of and some other shows that I've done previous to those and live interviews and panel moderation on stage, I've done well over a thousand professional corporate level conversations. Yeah. So, so over a thousand conversations, which means you are an expert. So I can ask this question to help out our listeners. Two-part question. Why should speakers consider podcasting or why shouldn't they consider podcasting? Well, a lot of it has to do with their own, you know, personal commitment to the art form. It's the same thing like with becoming a professional speaker. We all know. We all know people who say, oh, I'd love to be a speaker, but it's not in their demeanor. They don't love it. One of the things about being in this business, you've got to like being up there. It's not about being an introvert or an extrovert. I think I think half of our speaker friends are probably on that extroverted side of, of that line. However, you have to like the art form of being a speaker, a podcaster. It's the same thing. It's an entirely different medium, but you have to like it. You have to want to do it. You have to want to unpack people. You have to realize, you know, that, that having a conversation can be a rich way that other people learn. So if you're not totally excited about doing a podcast, don't do it just because everyone else who breathes air is launching a podcast. 
Got it. And, and I remember you saying during uh, this year, you're saying you have, you know, we're hitting 55 right now. So, you know, you've got to keep up on a regular basis. But what's that one tip you're sharing earlier this year for people who didn't listen way back, episode 15, 16 and there? You know, how do you get, you know, build this following, keep people listening? Because I know a lot of people do 10 podcasts and then they quit. Could you share your advice on how many podcasts people should do to really build up some traction in this podcast world? Well, I mean, it is true. They call there's a term in the podcast world called pod fade. The average person or company starts a podcast and they think, oh, my gosh, this is going to be a great marketing tool. I'm going to do this. I'm going to be I'm going to be bigger than Joe Rogan or whoever the, the big podcaster of the time is. And they do somewhere between seven and 12 episodes. And, and then it gets hard. They don't have a lot of listeners. Uh, they don't love doing interviews. It's hard to find guests. They have other things pop up in their career, you know, and so it, the, their podcast fades away. It's just called pod fade. And so if you want to have a podcast that lasts, you have to go in with a long term goal. And I compare it a lot to speaking. The first time you give a, a professional level speech, whether you're paid or not, you know, you're probably not going to be great. And I read an article in Speaker Magazine like 14 years ago or something, 12 years ago, uh, that highlighted Roxanne Emmerich. Of course, Roxanne is a legend in the National Speakers Association and the speaking and training business. And Roxanne said, and I'm paraphrasing this, that before you're ever going to be great as a speaker, before you're ever going to be able to handle anything that comes your way, you have to have given approximately 300 professional level speeches. And I have found that that's the same thing with podcasting. After you've done somewhere around several hundred interviews, all of a sudden the interview process becomes good. There is an art to being able to interview people and listen for the things they said and, and go deeper. You know, we think of famous you know people in the news world and the entertainment world. Uh, Oprah is very good at this. Uh, Larry King was amazing at this. And, and there's a, you know, a long list of, of famous interviewers from the, the media world, but they didn't become a great interviewer right off the bat. If you go look at probably the first interview Oprah ever did, you know, she would probably cringe. If you go back and listen to the first episode of the first podcast I ever did, I don't want you to do that because it's not nearly what you get over time. And so you can't let pod fade eat away your podcast. You have to be committed to do this for a long time. And when we founded Speakernomics, we looked at this as a three-year project just to get Speakernomics going. So it wasn't like, hey, I'm going to do it for a year and then pass the reins on to somebody else and they'll pass the reins on to somebody else. We wanted it to be something that was an industry podcast, not just for the National Speakers Association, not something that was inside baseball with our NSA friends, but something that was really a tool for everyone in the industry and also a way to expose people to the National Speakers Association without trying to sell them anything, but really just to be part of the NSA community, but open to everybody. But it had to be a multi-year project in order to be able to get traction. Love it. Now, I, I keep on the fact you said we're not going to try to sell them anything, but I was listening and to your tips. And the first tip was, obviously, we're going to listen to every podcast, but your call to action or what we're going to, you know, sell to people is you said follow up. So, so talk about that one. Sell that to our listeners right now. We talked about how to start a podcast, but 
how should they apply or use this podcast in their lives? And, and when I when you say sell, I'm not selling the podcast. It's free, right? You get it. Same thing is true with following up. So my second tip was follow up with the guests that resonate with you. Again, this show is designed to help speakers at all different levels learn to be a better speaker and make more money. So not because people are coming at this from different experiences, different topics, different types of clients, not everyone is going to resonate with every single episode. And so the ones where you do and you think, wow, you know, that speaker, she is doing something amazing that ties directly to where I'm trying to go in my life. In that case, reach out to that speaker. Even if you just say, hey, I heard you on Speakernomics and I loved that episode, and then go ahead and ask them a question. In most cases, they will follow up with you. I hear from guests who say, you know, I heard from five or six people who asked really good questions and I had a wonderful conversation. So that's the other thing about any podcast, but certainly Speakernomics is it helps build community. Because if you follow up with that speaker and they reach out to you, you might be able to build a friendship and a thing. And I'll tell you, there's been a lot of people from the National Speakers Association and people who are speakers who, who aren't part of the association who have emailed me and said, I just want you to know I really like Speakernomics. When I get an email like that, it makes me feel good. I see their name. I usually respond to them. And I usually go and look at their website and learn who they are. Some of those people... I've started to build friendships with just because they reached out and said, wow, I really like the show. I like what you're doing. So remember that when you hear somebody on this program or any program or you see them live on stage at the winter conference or at influence or any conference you go to, if you follow up with them and let them know you appreciate their content and that you appreciate what they shared and then maybe or maybe not even ask them a question. They'll reply, and if nothing else, you've made them feel good. You've made their whole day brighter. So start following up with the guests where there's a connection. Don't just follow up with every guest. Heard you on Speakernomics, thought you were great. Heard you on Speakernomics, thought you were great. But follow up with the ones that really connect to you. Yeah, and it's funny. You said, Frank, I'm not selling, but that's truly what selling is. It's sharing. I mean, Speakernomics is all about sharing valuable information that we want people to go and apply. But something I would like to share with you, Tom, is I did follow that advice, and the one speaker won't give their name, goes, Oh, that one is playing right now. I need to go listen to it. <laughs> so some points too, we even, we may, we, we inform the, the guests that they're on and like, Oh, thank you so much, but okay. I need to go listen to it. So, and that's actually one of the things we're going to do for 2022 is we're going to start creating more, um, marketing materials for the podcast and make sure that we include the guests, letting them go out and share and things like that. But often that is true, not just with this show, but with podcasts in general is, you know, you don't know when it comes up. That's why a great piece of advice for every single speaker who does podcast interviews or speaks at conferences or whatever, make sure you've set up a Google alert with your own name, because if the host fails to tell you that went live today, you'll know it because Google will tell you that it went live well, that day. Yeah. And I know we can follow you on LinkedIn because you do a really good job of promoting it. it's on the NSA pages. So people need to go follow there, you know, plug, plug. But the, the thing that I found interesting, I heard was obviously you had the baton handed over to you last year from Crystal Washington, did an amazing job with Voices of Influence. She, and she, was, you, she was fabulous. Right. And, and she went longer, quote, than the, the one year term. And now you're saying we're celebrating one year now with Tom Singer and we're going into 2022. So, so tell us, you know, what's coming up in 2022, how long will Tom Singer be sitting in the captain's chair? So I don't know the answer to that. Right. But I, I, I made an agreement to do it 
for a while so that we could grow this show into something bigger. So there's there's a lot of pieces involved when you're involved with an organization like the National Speakers Association. But my my commitment is three to five years that I want to help drive this show and really help it grow and help it sort of find the voice to be that voice for the speaking industry. It's a great way for people to get exposed to the National Speakers Association. Many of us who listen, but not all, are members of NSA, and we find wonderful pieces of community being part of this organization. So we want to be able to share that with people in a non-salesy, non-pushy way. If if joining isn't your thing, that's awesome. We still want you to listen to Speakernomics, and we still want you to access all of the great content that is offered because we have so much content that's offered for free. We want people to be able to access that if it can help them become a better speaker and grow their business. Perfect. So here's the question then. I, I, I hear that as a challenge to our listeners in order for us all to grow together, because as you said, we can just speak all day, but that's us giving information we want to give. What can our listeners do to help you grow Speakernomics the next three to five years? So we love feedback for Speakernomics. We love feedback. We love people to say, hey, I loved that episode. But we also like ideas. We like people to say, you know, have you thought about interviewing this person? I said it earlier. If you're connected as a friend socially to some super iconic people who may not be part of the NSA community, you know, or maybe they were in the past or whatever, if you're connected to them and they would be interested in being a guest, submit them as a thing. Now, you know, again, we don't just approve everybody to be on the show. We want to make sure that, you know, they fit in with everything we're trying to accomplish as as the National Speakers Association. But if you know someone who would be a great guest, make that introduction to us. The other thing is, if you have topics, like you listen to the show and you say, this is great, but my business is struggling with X, Y, Z, reach out and let us know that here's a topic that I think would be helpful. Because if it's a topic that's important to you, it's probably a topic that's important to a lot of other speakers. So we want to have that guidance, those ideas, sort of that share put, if you will, of of what people would like to hear on the show. And if it fits in with the mission of the organization and of this podcast, we will take that and we'll go with it. Wow. Well, I mean, I I think we almost have to end on that one there, Tom, because I I know I have grown personally and professionally by listening to this podcast, you know, over the years and ending this year, just being invited to be the guest host. You know, you you gave me the keys today. I don't want to say it's the keys to the cars. I I want to say it this way. It's like you, you allowed me to wear the chef hat today. So thank you so much. Hopefully I did not burn down the kitchen and I'm still providing tasty meals. I know you will take over now, but I got to say thank you for letting me uh, be in this spot. I know it's the end of the year here. So we have to tell everybody happy new year, but we got to get ready for the upcoming year. So I'm going to turn things back over to the host with the most. Thank you so much. And let everybody know the closing statement that you always share. Hey, did you guys all catch that though? He said, giving him the chef hat because his name's Frank Kitchen. So it's all his, his stuff is all about the kitchen. It's all about living fresh. And that's awesome. Frank, thank you so much for hosting today's episode of Speakernomics. And you know what? One more thing that people can do that would be great. Go and review the show on Spotify or on Apple or wherever you get your podcast joy. Uh, Because the more people learn about this show, the more we can share and help other speakers grow. And that's what we're all about here at Speakernomics. And we want everybody listening to join us here every single week for more thoughts, ideas, and actionable information on how to make more money as a professional speaker. And I want everybody, as you go into 2022, and we've got our business plans and we're all looking to grow, I want you to remember the motto of this podcast. Speak, get paid, repeat.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.